0: blog talk radio interviewing your favorite musicians comedians and other creative souls this is the Carrie Edelman show hey everyone and welcome to the Carrie Edelman show I am extremely excited tonight as we have the lead singer Bryce Beckley coming on from the hard rock band's Hardest and I'm a huge fan of these guys. I became familiar with them on Sirius XM Octane. I've actually only been listening to satellite radio for the past six plus years uh, since it's come out and I've just found some amazing bands on it. So just gonna do an introduction to my show and then I will do a introduction for them and then I will bring Bryce on the air. So Hardest Tonight is going to be one of the many amazing bands that I am going to have the pleasure of interviewing. Other bands I've had on my show include Starset, Shaman's Harvest, Nonpoint, Gemini Syndrome, Otherwise, Art of Dying, and the list goes on. So please support these bands. I um, formally started this show as a way to support people in the entertainment industry. My background is primarily as a clinical psychologist, that's what my doctorate degree is in, but I also have a background as a singer-songwriter, and um, I have a passion for the entertainment industry. And my own personal experiences of knowing how difficult and challenging this industry can be, I really wanted to, to show that I can bring people on to really support them and help them get their names out there. So on my show, you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in their profession. A couple of things I just put out there is that although I mentioned I'm a psychologist, my show is purely meant for entertainment purposes. This is not a show where we discuss anything like formal therapy or anything and um my guest like to joke around with me, which is which is totally fine, and sometimes we do do some educational stuff um because sometimes that type of stuff does come up when we're doing the interview, but overall, like I said, it's just a show for uh, entertainment. And also, if any of, my, any of my guests want to discuss anything, you know that might be potentially embarrassing or humiliating. We do like comedy on this show, just to keep any specific names of persons, organizations, etc., anonymous. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to BlogTalkRadio.com, and you can join us in the chat room. But because I am a one-person show, I'm going to be primarily focused on the interview. If you want to call in tonight, too, the number is 805-243-1320, and that is available on the station page, too. So, as I said, I found out about Hardest when I heard their hit single, Skeletons, on a series of Octane, and they have another great one out right now, which is Ignite. This is a band, really, that does not sound like another band out there. They really have their own unique sound, and uh, everyone in this band just brings so much to the table. Um, Really heavy riffs, catchy stuff going on with these guys. The album, personally, I recommend you pick it up. It is titled Feeding Fiction, and there is not one filler song on this album. I mean, everything is a hit on this album, so they did a phenomenal job with it. These guys formed in 2011, which is interesting uh, because they've accomplished so much in a short period of time, and they were quickly signed to Roadrunner Records by 2012. We're going to get into a lot of that tonight. Um, they released an EP titled, uh, You Didn't Deserve. Sorry, Nothing You Didn't Deserve, and that was featuring the hit single, Where Did I Go Wrong? And I checked that out. It was a really great single. These guys also toured with Killswitch Engage and, and Enter Shikari, which is another band that I hear a lot of on uh, Octane right now. So right tonight, like I said, we're going to be discussing Seizing Fiction, this band's history, talking to Bryce a little bit about how he got involved in music. The album um, was produced by David Ben Bendeth, if I pronounced that correctly, and he's produce bands such as Mice and Men, Bring Me the Horizon, so some really great stuff out there. So be sure to pick up a copy of their album, go to com for more information and let's bring Bryce on the air. Hey Bryce, how are you? Hello?
1: Oh, I'm sorry, I have my thing muted. Hi, oh, how are no, you? Oh, no,
0: gosh, no, no. <laughs> I want to make sure <laughs> I actually hit the right button because there's several buttons in the uh, station page. Cool, how are you?
1: I am doing very well. Just kinda of getting ready to go about my day, write some more music. Nice. Hanging out.
0: Very cool. And where are you right now? Are you in California?
1: I am, yeah. Just back at home. Okay.
0: Nice. What part of California are you from?
1: Uh, in Southern California. The whole band is based out of uh, pretty much like twenty minutes away from Disneyland. So that's kind of like home okay, base nice. for us.
0: And just to start off, I always like to give some, get some background information, specifically on, you know, the person I'm interviewing. And then, of course, we're going to delve into how does the band come together. So, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. Is that where you're originally from, is California?
1: Yes, uh, born and raised here. Um, actually, I have, like, family back east on the East Coast, and that was some of, like, the only traveling that I did when I was younger and now. The band has opened up so much for me to see. And now I can't wait to get out of California. It's too hot down here. (laughs) It's just a desert.
0: Right. That's awesome. So, and tell me a little bit about yourself growing up. Were you a kid that, you know, played sports? You know, give us some interesting stuff outside of the music too, because we're going to incorporate so much of that stuff tonight. Like, what were you like as a kid?
1: Well, I started playing sports like baseball and soccer when I was a kid growing up, uh, begrudgingly against the... What I wanted to do, which is basically play video games and sit in the house all the time, and then okay. I made the decision to actually do that when I got into like middle school and high school. So I pretty much just became this just homebody, and I just hung out in my house all the time. And music didn't actually become a thing that I really started putting my time into until I was graduated high school. I was like eighteen when really? I started my yeah eighteen when I started my first band. Uh, this band formed when I was twenty, and I just turned twenty five now which is kind of crazy to wow. say. I
0: had okay, no idea well, it's been let's that like, long. Let's, let's digress a little mm-hmm. bit back to talking about the earlier years because I think that's going to be really interesting because that was going to be some of the stuff I was going to um, ask you. So did Absolutely. you surf at all? Were you a kid that liked to surf since you're from California or no? I,
1: I have never been surfing in my life. Really? Yep. Wow. I used to go to the cool. beach a lot as a kid, but I, like, bodyboarded right. and built sandcastles and stuff. But, no, I've never gotten on a surfboard. And
0: that's interesting, especially since you're from California. Skateboarding? Were you a skateboarder?
1: Mm, I was really bad at skateboarding. Um, okay. I liked inline <laughs> skating more, which I was okay. not as bad at. Okay. But, yeah, oh, uh, right. a little bit of biking as well, but just standard little boy stuff. Just injuring myself okay. until I gave up.
0: <laughs> all right so what was going on I guess growing up just out of curiosity did you have any family in the um entertainment or music industry or anything like that around you I know like you said you didn't uh, get into it until a little later
1: um no actually I, I don't I think I'm the only person in my family who's I guess made an attempt at doing what I'm doing which is kind wow. of interesting because now I have to I go to family gatherings and they all ask me tons and tons of questions about like what's going on in the music industry and it's just it's so big and so much to explain over, like, right. small casual conversation, you know. But, yeah.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. Um, any brothers or sisters?
1: Uh, I have an older sister who is 30 and a uh, niece and nephew, <laughs> and that's it.
0: Okay. Nice. Very nice. Okay, so what, let's let's talk a little bit now. Like you said, it was later, kind of in high school, like when you're graduating, what inspired you to get involved in music? I mean, was did you have friends that were in bands, or what particularly started to get your interest?
1: Well, I mean, I was always, always, always into singing, and I always thought I was a good singer, but it took me until, like, later on in my life to finally settle down and, like, try to try my hand at it, you know? I would just sit in the car and sit in my house alone and just sing stuff, and I was always like, I feel like I can sing pretty good, maybe. Right. And, uh, yeah, when I graduated high school, I had a I had a friend who... Was just terrible and so was I And we started a terrible band And the rest is kind of history I just kind of yeah. learned as I did And a few years later The hardest thing started And that's when I really, really started taking it seriously And trying to build my voice and, You know, figure out what I'm doing with it
0: Right So growing up, did you ever take any vocal lessons or anything? Or have you ever taken any formal lessons? Because your voice is just, I mean, from You know, the screaming to the take- singing It's just, it's phenomenal, great right.
1: So thank you. Um, my actually my first vocal lesson my mom bought me when I told her that I was like starting a band when I was 18. And I did like one okay. 30 minute vocal lesson which I don't think did anything for me.
0: And then uh, after <laughs> okay. the
1: band started I've actually done I've done some really great vocal lessons with uh, like Melissa Cross, um, David Stroud, just a lot of a lot of people who've helped me kind of perfect more or less what I'm doing. Mhm. Melissa um, yeah. Cross tried to teach me a little bit about screaming and I just, I can't wrap my head around how she does it, her like fry screaming technique. Very interesting.
0: Wow. (laughs) But most of it sounds like it was natural Mm -hmm. and then people have just been helping you really, like you said, kind of hone it and you know, crafting your so to speak.
1: I mean, it definitely took me years and years of sitting in my car, screaming along to random bands and singing along to everything I could to figure out my sound for my specific voice. I was just kind of going through trying to emulate everybody i could to see if i could do it which i think is kind of right. a a common way that people start singing but kind of a backwards way if you're trying to figure out yeah, how i think
0: like you said you i think, think, think that's the universal there's some universal theme to that but right i think everyone has their own kind of individual stuff that they bring to the table too when they're starting to develop their voice and stuff cool absolutely so okay like you said the band is is pretty new in the sense that, like I, I was going to say, you guys have accomplished so much in a short period of time. I mean, as, as I started out, I've interviewed many national bands, and usually the common theme I hear among them is it's taken them like 10 to 12 years, you know, before they really hit it. So, I mean, congratulations to you guys. It's something to well, really be proud thank of. You. We got
1: yeah, very, very lucky to start the line.
0: Well, that's part of it, you know, but I think the talent is there too. You know what I mean? So everything, you know, came together for you guys. So why don't you yeah. talk a little bit about, and I want to fit in, definitely fit in two songs tonight. Um, talk a little bit about the, you know, before you guys started the band, I read that in your bio, the, the members were going to college. Were you going to college?
1: Uh, I tried my hand two separate years at a junior college near my house. And, okay. man, I'm I'm really not good at school. In high school, okay. I barely, barely, barely passed by. The only reason I graduated is because my English teacher really mm-hmm. liked it. And uh, ironically, I've actually, I failed English three times in high school, which, I mean, now this is pretty much what I do. I love to write. I love to, you know, like express myself through words. So I don't know what was And I was, was going to say, that's, that kind, of, that's kind
0: of uh, ironic in a way, because your lyrics are just, I was going to talk about, I'll just mention it now. I mean, they're just very thought-provoking, very emotional. I mean, just really grab the mm-hmm. listener. So it's, it's interesting that that was, such a difficult subject for you when you write well, so well. <laughs> well,
1: I don't. I don't know if it was so much that school was difficult for me. It was just that I felt, I feel like a lot of kids feel this way, just so unchallenged by school. And when I went into college, kind of felt the same way. I just kind of felt like high school 2.0. And uh, this was around the time that I was in the the band before this one that didn't end up going anywhere. And when that band broke up, and I had to make a decision whether I was going to stick with school and try to struggle through it or like, really give music my all, uh, I I came across Tim, who's uh, the guitarist in my band, and we started this band, and it was just, we just hit it hard, as hard as we could. Nice. He had I mean, we all had jobs, we were going to college, we had girlfriends, and everything, and we we knew that the sacrifices would have to be made, whether it was going to be career, love life, or whatever, and we all have made big sacrifices for it
0: to make sure right. that we had the
1: time and the money and you know, everything we needed to do to, get the stuff off the road.
0: So what were you just out of curiosity, what were you guys doing for work prior to really, like you said, kind of saying, all right, we're going to have to put basically all of our eggs in one basket and really go full force with this.
1: Uh, well, I was working at GameStop for quite a few okay. years. Uh, one of our members was working at a, a tattoo supply place. He was making really good money. Uh, one of our guys dropped out of college, actually two of our guys dropped out of college Um yeah, just, And then My Girlfriend Planet, of course, comes along and you got to make a decision whether or not you're going to be a homebody right. with your girlfriend or leave and travel and disappear and throw everything for a loop. And that's what we all decided we had to do.
0: Okay. Well, let's do this. Let's talk a little bit about um, The Single Skeletons because I want to fit that in and then we'll come back and we're going to definitely talk about just the story, how the band came together, get into the album, all that good stuff. So um, cool. can you tell us a little bit about skeletons and kind of the, the meaning of the content behind it and maybe even thoughts on something interesting like if you can recall where you were when you were writing it you know where what inspired you yeah some stuff like that would be cool.
1: yeah well uh we had a really really long writing process with this last album and skeletons was actually one of the last songs that we um threw together before we ran into the studio we did a co-write with this guy named steve and uh yeah, it was we just knocked it out of the park. It was super quick. We got the chorus done, and then I don't know, something about that song just all came together in such a great way, and we all fell in love with it. But the the lyrics are about trying to find that one thing in life, whether it's a person or a thing or
0: uh,
1: what, that kind of completes you and makes you realize okay. that all the negative stuff that you've gone through in your life and all the hardship and stuff is worth it because everything's gonna be fine.
0: Cool. Very cool. No, it's a, it's an excellent song. I love it. It's a great track. So I'm going to put you on hold. We'll check it out, and then we'll come back and get into more of the uh, of the interview in the band. All right? Awesome. Okay, hold on. All right, everyone, again, you're listening to Bryce from the hard rock band Hardest. We're going to check out their single right now, Skeletons. Be sure to pick up a copy of their album titled Feeding Fiction, which is out now, and also we'll get into it more later. Check them out on their upcoming tour with the hard rock metal band Burn Halo. So here we go with Hardest and their hit single Skeletons. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show with the amazing hit single, Skeletons by Hardest. Great band. As I mentioned, you guys have to check them out. The album is phenomenal it's out right now. And it is titled, again, Feeding Fiction, so be sure to pick a copy of it up. All right, let's bring Bryce back on.
1: Hello again.
0: All right. Hello again. Great, great track. So, just out of curiosity, how long did it take you to record that? Is, some, is that something you did in one day or over a couple of different sessions?
1: Oh, man. Um, well, we recorded the full album over a course of three months.
0: Uh, okay.
1: Oh, man. Skeletons, okay. uh, I would probably say maybe a couple weeks. We really split everything up on the album, so we weren't doing everything one at a time. It's kind of like drums for everything first and the guitars for everything first.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So,
1: she also months of work to get okay. everything done.
0: Wow. And three months you said that you were recording this thing. Where were you guys staying when you were recording this? And where were you located? We were
1: in we were in freezing cold New Jersey all through winter. Where, pretty much snowed in well,
0: that's into from. a studio. Where in New Jersey? Oh,
1: really? Um, yeah. Where was it? I think it's called Elmwood Park, I believe
0: mm-hmm. is the yeah. city. Northern. Okay. Yeah. So is that where so David Bennett is? So we were there Bennett? for
1: three months. Is yes. that where
0: David Bennett is very located? Ah, yeah. okay. Interesting. So you were in the freezing cold in the winter, I'm assuming? <laughs> yes. No pun intended. It's
1: freezing what cold winter.
0: Were you, uh, was it like January, February, March, or when specifically were you guys doing this?
1: Uh, November through January.
0: Okay. Wow. Well, the product was great, so hopefully it was it was worth the brutal winter in New Jersey. <laughs> it
1: very much worth it. I mean, there was a psychological toll that came with it, but I think I'm okay.
0: Well, that's where I come in no, I'm just joking. But um yeah, I can't I can't imagine honing when I read your bio, I mean, I literally got anxious when I saw that you had to hone it down from, you know, twenty plus songs to, you know, the album. It was just I can't I can't imagine doing that. That's insane.
1: That was the worst part. Uh, it was horrible.
0: So how did you guys you know, right, how did you kind of mentally, you know, deal with that and I'm sure a lot of anxiety and tension that came along with that.
1: Uh, I dealt with it by having a really bad nightmare the night after we cut all the songs, and then I think I was okay.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: But, okay. But yeah, I mean, it was pretty much, we went in with all of our songs, and it was pretty much like him handing us a gun and be like, all right, pick which of your kids lives." And we're like, okay.
0: Wow, Half so he didn't, even, he didn't even hear all of them. He basically told you guys to pick them.
1: Oh, I mean, we listened through all of them, but when it came down to it, it was our choice what was okay. on the album, so... We spent, like, right. a full day listening through everything and kind of lopping them all together, seeing what fit where and cutting what needed to be cut.
0: Right. Well, again, it's not that the other stuff can ever come out again. Maybe one day, you know, who knows? Maybe some of that other stuff will eventually, you know.
1: Very true. Out some of my favorite songs you know? that I've ever written are actually not on the album.
0: Aww. Didn't make Well, I'd love to hear them, so. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, let's go back a little bit to telling tell us a little bit about how the band, like you said, you guys were in some different bands, and then in 2011 you came together, so let's talk a little bit about that. And I read that there was, it looks like a couple of lineup changes, not not many along the way, but it looked like a couple of members had left the band before you guys formally came to be who you are today?
1: Yes. Okay. Um, well, we actually, we started out with our very, very first bassist who was only in the band for like a couple of weeks. He was never even really in, like, promos or anything. Um, first member that left was our original guitarist, um, and he actually left right after our first tour. He only did the one tour with us. Um, and then we wow. replaced him with our guitarist, Rob, the guy with the beard and mustache. He was mega handsome. Okay. Um, so we got him after that. And then last year, we actually parted ways with our bassist, and we're currently going with the right now.
0: Gotcha. And And you don't have to get into details, but is it, um, I mean, that's, and again, you guys are very fortunate because again, most fans that I interview have lineup change after lineup change. I mean, it's just, it's crazy to hear some of these stories, but did the other members just move on for personal reasons or just, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I think that a big thing that comes with touring is it's not what you expect to be. And now that I've been on, I think like, like nine or so, nine or 10, I've come to realize wow. that it's a, it's a whole different, just different experience of your life. You just become this nomad and you got to get used to waking up in a different state every day and not being around anybody mm-hmm. that you're close with. All, all of your family and friends are left behind and you're gone for months at a time. And then the really hard part is coming back home and just sitting in your room and being stagnant and not doing anything and just waiting to leave for the next tour. So wow. I think that that takes a really big toll on people. Because I mean, it definitely mm-hmm. takes a toll on me. I get home from pretty much every tour, and I spend the first just week and a half like depressed in my room, just unsure of what to do with my life until until I'm gone on the next one. Right. So I think that I think that, that kind of took a toll on him. He was also dealing with some family stuff at the same time, just kind of bad timing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But but yeah, he ended up going back to school actually, and he graduated and he's doing really well. Our original oh,
0: that's Good. good. So then let's talk a little bit now, we'll we'll start to transition into, okay, so the the formal band eventually comes together, like you said, with the exception of replacing uh, the bass player. And then tell us a little bit about how I read you guys took about a year before you even played your first show. So let's talk about the kind of fairy tale, you know, beginning, so to speak, with you guys playing the first show and a representative from Roadrunner being, I guess, at the show, from what I understand. Tell us a little bit about that. that.
1: well, that was actually um, our our guitarist, the guy who left, when when we first started the band and we were kind of pushing all the music and writing everything, we wanted to make sure that we did everything a lot differently than we did with our old bands, because I feel like we all made the same mistakes of just starting a band and playing as many shows as possible and getting screwed by promoters, trying to make you pay for and sell a bunch of tickets that no one's going right. to buy see your band, no one cares about, so we just wanted to make sure that we built as much buzz and stuff around us and used basically social media to to boost us up before we put anything out. So we released a couple of teasers Thanks. and stuff. And in the midst of doing all this, our guitarist, John actually worked or played call of duty online with, um, a, a and R at this label called steerless And when he oh, heard, nice. like they talked all the time. And, um, before we started, before we put the first show and we released all the teasers and stuff, he, <laughs> he was basically trying to like get some attention and stuff and some buzz. And that's pretty much how it all started was, he got him talking about it, and then by the time we played our first show, it was there were like three record labels there that were there to see us. So we went into this knowing wow. that it was pretty much make or break our first show great. of our career. Either we wow. nail it and we do really great, or we suck and we may as well give it up. So the first yeah, show. No, you was, don't
0: give it up. It's just if it didn't happen, you still keep pressing for it. But I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But yeah. that's okay. Go on.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, the first show was just very nerve-wracking, and it was it was actually really great. I guess all of our social media trickery and building it's, up hype and stuff really worked because that was, I mean, the biggest show that I've and, ever seen. And just kind of curiosity, and,
0: I, and just and I apologize, I just want to ask this question before I forget it. You know, how did you use social media? And again, you don't have to give away all your secrets and stuff. And I mean, you know, it's it's so inundated with so many artists and bands out there, and everyone's trying to get their name out there. And I mean, was there anything specific that you did, or you can maybe encourage people to do to help themselves out? I mean.
1: I feel like we took a lot of the same steps that a lot of bands do. I mean, just teasing your music and, you know, blasting stuff on social media and getting, getting people ready for, you know, what's about to be released. But I mean, like I said, I really think that the stars just kind of aligned. We happen to be right. In the right band at the right time with the right music. And when we played that show, I guess we did well enough. And yeah, I I can't imagine honestly what it would have been like if we hadn't had that opportunity at the first show. I have no idea where our band would be right now. We could be in another band just, years later, not having been signed, just doing it.
0: Right, right. Well, it's it's great that that did happen for you guys. I mean, it's this it's an unbelievable story, and, and and you guys are just keeping pressing forward, and it's really great. So so tell us a little bit about, um, you signed with uh, Roadrunner Records in 2012, and you put out, how many songs were on the, just because I don't have a, an, a copy of the EP, but I did listen, like I said, to that one song, which was great. How many songs did you guys put out on Nothing You Didn't Deserve?
1: Uh, that was a six-song EP, and that was something okay. that we had recorded. We had fully recorded, mixed, mastered it before we um, before we started shopping it to labels. So when Roadrunner found it, they really liked it. They actually just bought that EP from us and basically gave us enough money to buy a van and trailer and get us on the road by,
0: wow. by buying that album. And where did you yeah. who recorded that and who mixed and mastered that?
1: Uh, it was Greg Johnson recorded it. Uh, he's one of our friends back here, and okay. uh, it was ma- Mix and Mastered by um, – oh, my God, I'm totally blanking on the name right now.
0: It's... That's okay. <laughs> it's comfy, uh, it it, but people can uh... –
1: Machine Shop.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, Very Mix cool.
1: and Mastered by Machine Shop.
0: Nice. And then so from there, you guys got the opportunity to go out on the road with uh, Switch and some other great bands.
1: We did, yeah. That Killswitch tour was actually our third tour. So we were just a bunch of stupid kids. We got to go to Europe and the UK, and we spent like a month there. And it was it was just unbelievable. And looking back wow. on it now, just it was years ago. It was such a blur. I wish that I had been more, I guess, experienced and ready for life on the road before went, cause I went. Just, because I just was not mentally prepared for everything that got thrown at me so quickly right. in the beginning of our, tour, our touring career.
0: But, you know, everything's Which a learning makes me, so I'm sure you guys learned so yeah. much from being with bands like that.
1: We absolutely did. And it only makes me double excited to go back, hopefully, soon.
0: That's great. What I mean, thinking, you know, if you can reflect back, like you said, it's kind of a blur, but what did you remember from Killswitch and, and the members of that band? Was there anything in particular that, you know, that they taught you guys or that, you know, really you kind of latched on to?
1: Yeah, I think that, the biggest thing that we took away from that tour and that's something that's still that we take with us this day is that they take themselves seriously only on stage when they're playing their music. The only thing about themselves that they take seriously is the fact that they write music that they love. And they're just, they're just really nice, humble, funny dudes. And that struck me so off guard because we had done a couple of tours before then and had already like clashed with some random dudes on the road and other touring bands. And, and when we went out with them, they were, Massive. I mean, it's switch engaged and they were the nicest guys and they treated us so great and invited us onto their bus and we got to drink with them all the time. And it was just awesome. So that was something that really stuck with me to stay humble because I mean, really, Mm -hmm. other than the fact that I'm writing music that people love, like, I mean, I just sit at home and play video games and work a job when I'm home to try to get by and go on tour
0: no, I think that's I think that's something that's really valuable that yeah, it's hard, I mean, like you said, and you didn't you didn't really say this specifically, but yeah, people unfortunately in entertainment, you're dealing with you know egos and narcissism and stuff like that, and it's unfortunate when that stuff starts to kind of take the forefront um because yep. yeah it is cool when you can meet some just humble, grounded people that you know really appreciate everything that they have, so that's cool, yep. really cool. So how did you real quick? How did you come up? And then we're gonna check out another song, and we'll come back and do some more talking. How did you come up with the name artist for the band? What was the uh, what was the meaning or the content behind that?
1: Well, the, the entire idea of that it kind of goes back to how I said that we had all kind of gave up everything to pursue it, and that was that we were putting everything that we could into what we were thinking was our our music, and uh, we had to make a big choice whether it was going to be us choosing a career and making money and settling down and trying to be successful in like a, I don't know, like that kind of career, or if we were just going <laughs> to let it all fly and just put everything we could into it. So, hardest is kind of a, us putting our hearts into everything that we make, our it's artist, art, it's hardest, part and artist together.
0: Nice. Very cool. With the, yeah, I like that. Very cool. All right. So, you yeah, know, let's talk a little bit about, uh, ignite, which is one of the most recent ones I've heard, uh, octane playing uh, a lot lately. So tell us about that song and again just you know give us some background on it in terms of how long ago you wrote that song, you know, the meaning behind it.
1: Yeah, um, I feel like there's a lot of just naivety in the world, just a lot of people who aren't willing to take whether it's, you know, responsibility for their actions or they'd rather see someone else take care of things that they know need to be done. And Ignite is kind of about not about taking care of things yourself, you know, and making sure that you are doing what you think is right and what you think needs to be done, and uh, just, you know, letting yourself ignite and being the best you could be.
0: Cool. I like that. I like that meaning a lot. All right. Cool, Bryce. All right. I'm going to put you on hold. We'll check that out, and then uh, we'll come back. We'll talk uh, about the album a little more, the upcoming tour of Burn Halo. so I uh, think about some other things that you might want to also just fill the listeners in on. Okay? Cool. All right, hold on. All right, everyone, again, you are listening to the lead vocalist, Bryce, from Band Hardest. We're going to check out their other hit single that is out right now, titled Ignite. So, again, be sure to pick up a copy of their album, Feeding Fiction. And um, also check them out on their upcoming tour with Burn Halo. So here we go. Check out Ignite, and we'll be back in a moment. Talk to me. All right, everyone, once again, welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show, and that was Ignite from Hardest, another amazing track by these guys, so be sure to check out the album, Feeding Fiction, which is out now, and again, their upcoming tour with Burn Halo. If for some reason you're tuning in late to the show, uh, keep in mind there will be a podcast available that you can stream or download after it's over, and it is also available on iTunes to download. So let's bring Bryce back on. Hey there. All right, Bryce, you're back on. Hey, great track. Great, great track. Thank you. One thing I noticed, these singles you guys have out, too, are just, you know, the perfect, uh, even less than three and a half minutes, I'm looking at the uh, switchboard here, so it's great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was the plan. Somewhere around like 3.20, 3.23 is like that, that sweet spot.
0: Definitely, definitely. So perfect, perfect for radio play. So tell us about uh, how would you come up with the title for the album, uh, Feeding Fiction? It's a really interesting title.
1: Uh, Feeding Fiction actually comes from a line in one of the songs, Pressure Point, which was actually one of the first songs that we wrote on the album. And, I mean, to be honest, we went through so many titles trying to figure out what we wanted it to be. And uh, Feeding Fiction was a, kind of a backwards way of, of us trying to tell people that this was exactly what we wanted to do. Because when we recorded the EP... was a lot heavier a lot more kind of in that hardcore scene with like breakdowns and stuff Mm -hmm. and that was something that we made a a conscious effort to move away from and that was something that we always wanted to do is move more into a a rock band thing so the feeding fiction is uh us kind of poking fun at the fact that we knew that so many people were going to have such a big problem with our change uh sonically that uh we wanted to uh you know give a backwards way of a letting people know that this is the real us and this is what we really want to write and how we are as musicians.
0: Very cool. No, it's interesting. Very interesting title. And speaking of when you're talking about, you know, being a harder band that you were before, what are some of your, you know, what are some of your influences? What are some of the artists that inspire you or that you listen to? And you can include other band members too. And, and please, if you oh, want to introduce yeah. your band members, you know, introduce each of the names of the band members. I don't want to leave anyone out. So feel free to you know, give them a plug and things like that.
1: Oh man. Oh man. Okay. (laughs) Well, everyone's music taste in the band is, is very eclectic. Uh, I mean, I come from, I was, I love bands like my comic romance, uh, but I'm also really into like really heavy, like death metal stuff from like Australia and Europe. And, uh, I listen to this. I mean, it just, it just changes every week. I'm listening to something new, but I really have a love for um, like 90s and early 2000s alternatives and active rock, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And that's kind of where I pull a lot of my stuff from. Uh, our guitarist, Tim, his favorite band on the planet is him. And I think that's where he gets a lot of his like yeah. cool. drivey rock and roll stuff. Uh, or the guitarist, the, the shred master, uh, he went to school at MI and he, and like death metal bands and really heavy, just shreddy stuff all the time. Um, so yeah, I mean the music is really just us all coming and bringing all that those ideas together and seeing what happens.
0: Cool, very cool. So um, tell us a little bit about the uh, tour that you guys have coming up. When does that start with um, Burn Halo? Because I didn't look at the specific date, to they want it when you guys go out.
1: So that is September 5th, if I'm not mistaken. And it starts out okay. uh, at Train Reaction, which is our hometown venue, which is the venue that we played our very first show at. So we get to cool. play that, uh, which is kind of rare. We've only gotten to play home shows, I want to say, like seven or eight times. really haven't gotten to play a ton of shows down here. And specifically, we've never gotten to begin a tour out here. We always end up in, like, Florida or Tennessee or all the way on the East Coast somewhere. So this is really nice we Get to have a hometown yeah. show to launch the tour. That's
0: great. But yeah, uh, mm-hmm. the
1: tour should be very, very fun. Very much looking forward to That's it. There's great. another band on it called Courage My Love that just worked with uh, David Bennett, who we did our album with. And we got to hear some of their tracks uh, before they were finished being mixed. We ended up stopping by on our last tour to say hi. And uh, yeah, great stuff. Talented bands on the store. Very, very excited for.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So tell us something interesting about each of uh, you guys in terms of the band. Like, what do you guys do in your downtime? You know, tell us something interesting in terms of any hobbies you guys have, or things like that? Something that's, you know, a little bit of a digression from the music. Hmm.
1: Well, I have always been a really big gamer. I love playing video games. I always have all my life. Uh, I love to read and write. And writing is anything from, you know, stuff for the band to short stories to comedy, comedy, stuff, and movies, and that kind of thing. Uh, let's see. Matt, our drummer, is, we like to call him the Cucamonga Cowboy. He comes from Ranch Cucamonga, which is like 45 minutes away from us, in basically like the farmland area of California. Like okay. Deserty farmland. So he loves cowboy stuff, man. He loves to build houses. Oh, interesting. And, and uh, raise horses and all kind of farm animals. He wears boots. <laughs> cowboy boots. He loves them.
0: <laughs> cool. And what about what about some of the other guys?
1: Hmm. Let's see. Uh, well. Rob just moved away. He's the first guy in the band to move to to Georgia. So he's flying in tomorrow now. And I'm not sure what he's up to in Georgia anymore. But I'm sure it's really okay. nice getting to be able <laughs> to be in the nature and trees all the time.
0: And uh, right. Tim
1: and I, Tim, who's the other guitarist, Tim and I are really close friends. Uh, we're pretty much over at each other's house all the time, whether it's writing, video games. I mean, the same stuff. We get along because we're all kind of into the same stuff, really.
0: Very cool. No, that's great. So, no, I mean, uh, you guys have any other interesting things going on in terms of are you starting to write any new music or not really yet?
1: Actually, yes. Uh, we just started really hammering down on our writing process about a week ago. And actually, after this after this uh, interview, I'm going to be heading down to Tim's house to finish work on one of the songs, which I'm very excited about. So, yeah, uh, doing a little bit of writing, just kind of just really we're getting ready to leave for this next tour. We start practicing as Rob comes in tomorrow. And, yeah, that's most what our our downtime is when we're at home is just preparing for the next one and doing some writing.
0: Good. That sounds great. Well, yeah, please share, you know, anything else you wanted with the audience in terms of, of course, you know, the basic social media stuff, which, you know, they can find you. But, you know, plug anything you want to plug for the band. And then we'll get to wrap stuff up.
1: You can find us all over the place on the internet by searching hardest. whether it's Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, whatever. You know, we're very uh, handy with the social media. And uh, I strongly recommend that you come out to a show. If you guys, I mean, like what you're hearing from the album, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised with what we do with it live. We turn a, turn the songs into kind of heavier variants. What you hear, there's more screaming over uh, some of the singing parts that you'd hear live, and we just kind of we bring a heavy energy. It's kind of always stuck with us from... Those bands that we started out with. So, uh, yeah, come come catch us for the show and see if we impress you.
0: Yeah, That sounds great. That sounds great. Well, okay. I'll try to see if you're having any coming through uh, New Jersey at some point and see if I can even make it out to one. It would be awesome. But, um, yeah, I wish you guys, Bryce, and the band, uh, much continued success. You've got some great stuff going on. It's a killer album. And uh, seriously, I can't get enough of it. It's really good. So, Thank you. it's been a pleasure to have you on the show.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Very much enjoyed it. All right. Cool. Cool. I hope you did. And, yeah, if you could please uh, plug the podcast, uh, get some more people to check it out, and we'll spread the word about you guys, that would be great. Tell ya. All right. So thanks so much again, Bryce, for calling in, and again, much success to you and the band.
1: Thank you. Right back
0: at Okay. Have a great night.
1: You too.
0: Okay. Bye. All right, everyone, again, you heard Bryce from the hard rock band Hardest. Again, if for some reason you tuned in late to the show, the podcast will be available once I go off the air, so be sure to download it or stream it. Great band. So I'm really recommending everyone check these guys out. And, again, pick up their album, Feeding Fiction, which is out now. Um, again, I'm going to be getting back into doing some interviews again, so please become a fan of the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook, and uh, you'll see all the updates there for upcoming interviews, and more. If you want to befriend me on Facebook, I have two pages. One of uh, the pages is maxed out, but find the one that's not and send me a friend request. love to keep in touch with people personally, too. And follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will also follow you. So thanks again. Oh, excuse me, long day. Thanks again for tuning in tonight. And again, be sure to check these guys out. I have over almost about 200 interviews um, on my station So you can check out bands. I also interview comedians. I've done some filmmakers, a lot of really cool people in the entertainment industry. So they're all free. Be sure to uh, download it or stream it and uh, check out some of the interviews that I do. I really try to take a unique and interesting approach to my interviews. I do a lot of research and spend a lot of time preparing uh, and crafting the questions. So you'll really learn some interesting stuff about each of the entertainers that I've had the honor of interviewing. So thanks so much for tuning in and have a great night. Thank you.